Rossi Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tim Grassi. And today, oh, 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 we have a menage a trois going on here because for such a big matchup, which should have been on Sunday Night Football, by the way, but for such a big matchup, we couldn't get just one guest. We had to get two guests. And so it is my honor and privilege to welcome both Ren and Brent from the PewterCast podcast. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. What's up, <laughs> Tom? And Packers Nation. The- <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that was the greatest. Brent was so quiet too. And I was just like, okay, it'll be like, you know, like one of those like sell, like, you know, we'll just, We'll cruise along down the lazy river. Oh no, <laughs> you brought it. You brought it up here. And so that's the thing. Now it's just going to have to go back and forth. And Ren, well, I that's, love that's, that's the peak. So, uh, you know, good night, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to tip your waitress. We'll be here all, all <laughs> Thanks week. Thanks so much for joining. Really appreciate it, folks. Yeah. No, yeah. thank you both guys uh, for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I, I love the background. I love the logo. I love, I love everything about it. And Brent, I like the calendar in the back too, just so you can keep track of like what day it is. Thank you. That literally, that is a 2021 calendar. So it won't even go good f- until after <laughs> the season is over. Hey. And which is good because for the last like year, I've had a 2017 calendar up there that they gave me at the stadium one time and they never replaced it after that went down. So it's, uh, it's at least a new one going on right now. Hey, preparation is key. And you, my friend, are so prepared for next year. So <laughs> I think I think the whole world is prepared for next year. Yeah, that's that is a big fact. Yeah, that is, that is an absolute big fact. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. I'm I'm so excited to talk to you both because the Buccaneers. You know, over the years, I've talked to a many Buccaneers fans, and I will say, you know, coming into this year, things are a little bit different. I would say, like the hype train is, I think, higher than it's been in the past uh, few years to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. So kind of just like to jump right into it. Um, Coming into this season, before any games are played, you guys have an insane offseason, right? Mm -hmm. Bringing in guys Mm -hmm. like, you know, former (laughs) WWE, what was it, Uh, 24-7 champion Rob Gronkowski, obviously a big uh, acquisition there. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, you're bringing in guys like Tom Brady. Devin White is getting healthy, right? So he's going to come in too. You guys have a pretty damn good draft. So um, I kind of just want to get a sense from you both of like where the feelings, the, the hype, the predictions about this team before even we like had a single snap. Well, I'll tell you the phrase that I've been saying all off season, much to my co-host, illustrious co-host uh, chagrin over there is we go into the ship. We go into the ship. We so go into the ship. Cause 16 and Oh, how do you do anything other than 16 and Oh, when you got the goat coming in, he's bringing the best tight end of all time. You've got, uh, you've got a defense that is going to pick up right where it left off. That is largely unchanged. Oh yeah. That shut down every single top rusher out of the, out of the, uh, the entire league last year. And you have a secondary that is, that is really beginning to, to light things up. Plus you've got a, you've got a receiving core in Tampa Bay. And I'm not just talking about the wide receivers. I'm talking about everybody who's going to receive the ball via the pass. That's touchdown or that's your tight ends, your wide receivers, even those running backs that's the deepest rooms you could possibly ever imagine. How is there any possible way that anybody's ever, ever going to beat us? Eh, 
maybe with the exception of the Saints, week one, they've been together sure. a while in that sure, sure. first. But even still, we we probably ought to win that. But we're going 16 and 0 the whole way, baby. 19 and 0, 21 and 0. Whatever it is, we're going to do it the whole way through. That's the expectation for Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans this year. <laughs> well, and then there's the realistic Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> fans that I represent. <laughs> I love and, this uh, dynamic so much. He, he did. Brent, Brent did get it right. Uh, it, it was about 50-50 for the opening game against the Saints. And it was because what he mentioned, uh, you know, the core being together with Peyton and, and uh, Drew Brees being together for so long. There was no new offense to learn. There was no, you know, no, no big new pieces to bring back. And they have a top five roster, let's face it. Uh, I talked about how Drew Brees had a noodle arm before the season started. Now everyone knows it. So the Saints really aren't as good as they, they were. But to answer your question, um, playoffs are bust. You know, um, division title, possibly. The Saints are still really good, but it's playoff or bust. And at least I think if the Buccaneers didn't get at least one playoff win this year, mm-hmm. it would be considered a, a disappointment for Bucs fans. Yeah, and I can see that. You know, the looking in as an outsider, obviously, looking in, you know, for me, the Buccaneers were always going to be that team of like, I do not want to play them later in the season. Because like you said, there are like, you know, some new pieces, you know, Tom Brady coming into a new mm-hmm. system, you know, a lot of new teammates, et cetera. So it might take, you know, a little bit, just getting his feet wet and what have you. And I think, you know, before we jump into like this season, I think just like the the potential that this team has, because I mean, I, I spoke about this all off season about like everyone's talking about the offense, but you look at that run defense who was literally number one last year. And like, they were damn good. And like, they did not get a ton of like the headlines or anything like that. And that was fine. You had some injuries, but I think, you know, coming through, I was like, it really doesn't matter because Brady's not going to need to light it up because you have that defense. That's going to be able to be like, Hey, you know, we got you and you have the potential for that offense to put up a lot of points. So for mm-hmm. me, like it was just like that, that perfect combination that, yeah, even if it takes Brady a little bit, you know, you're still going to be super competitive because you have that defense on the other side of the ball. That's a hundred percent a fair assessment, which is wh- honestly what we all were. Now, obviously what I was saying was the the fan hype train. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, but no, you're, you're hundred percent right. And when you sit back and you look at it and you go that, I, I mean, that's, that's a, an, a fair assessment of where we are. But from a fan perspective, just sort of rolling into this year, you have to understand for the last five years, Ren, I think it's probably five years. Mm-hmm. Every year during the off season, it seems to be a, uh, this is the this, year. This is the year. This is the best <laughs> roster we've ever had. Yeah, You know, and I know know, Cleveland Browns fans say that all the time. Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans say that all the time, but it really was. We had our head coach on hard knocks saying, this is the best roster we've ever had since you've been here to our quarterback. And he wasn't lying. He, he, he he was absolutely right. And then we look up by the end of the season, we're five and 11 and we're all mad as hell. Like just, just what happened? (laughs) Exactly. No, exactly. I'm sitting there in the stands just going, what in the world is this? And, and we get into this year and we're like, Oh my God, this really could be it. And then like weeks before the season starts, we pick up Leonard Fournette to add to the running back room and shady McCoy is coming in and it's, it's just nuts. And we're like, this is a team that is all in and all in to win this year right now. And the excitement has has been there and yeah we'll see how it plays out 
because <laughs> and coming off especially this last week it feels very familiar territory for bucks fans yeah you know tom you, you kind of hit it on the head when you talked about it's going to take some time to gel and the defense has played well like if you look at their numbers they really have played well the problem is the offense has not put it together for a complete game yet like normally it had been the first three weeks they'd played great the first half um and then you know they roll into the chargers game and they play great in the second half then they go back to the old ways against against the Bears where they play, you know, good in the first half. Not great. You know, they, they couldn't mm-hmm. punch it in in the red zone like they had been in weeks earlier. So it's only a 13 nothing, uh, you know, lead with two minutes left. And then it's halftime and they're down by one. And it's like, what just happened? And then what Brent's talking about, what we've seen before, when you watch that drive on Thursday night where it was like 85 yards and accepted penalties and a couple other penalties that weren't accepted and watch the Buccaneers go from being starting the drive on the other team's 45 and finishing it on their own 30. That's what he's talking about. That's what we've seen year after year, either be the quarterback throwing interceptions or a untimely fumble or the secondary, you know, before last year, like it was the reason like teams didn't run the ball in the bucks because you could throw it. And it was easy to throw. And, you know, they were on record numbers, like historically record numbers for giving up the most yards per game. Um, and so we've seen this for like, the Buccaneers have made the playoffs, and I think it's coming up on 12 years now. So that's what's scary. But when you kind of step back and look at it all, you know, like what you said, we're three and two, still above 500, tied for first in the division, you know, have a, have a win against the Panthers, have the Saints coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. And I don't think they're nearly as good as everyone thought they were when they started the season. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's, it's time to sort of circle the wagons. Yes, it hasn't happened as, you know, coming out of the gates as the NFL Network was going to, you know, gave us and ESPN gave us. But it's not our fault. Like we weren't over here saying we're going 16 and 0 out on Twitter. <laughs> in our heads we were, but well, I right. didn't say it, it didn't say it out loud. Right. So. But, uh, you know, they've done what they've done. The defense has been good and the offense has been spotty. And there's a little bit of fear because of the penalties and, and you know, the pre-snap mistakes and, um, you know, just sort of like the same old bucks. And, and that's what really was that one drive Thursday night. That's what drove people crazy. Because if the Buccaneers play Chicago 10 more times, they win 11 of them. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't happen. Yeah. And I think, you know, you speak to kind of like the past and like how things have been going. Cause you look at a guy like Jameis Winston, right? A guy who like watching him, I see a lot of Brett Favre in which like, he is like that guy who's just like, I'm going to throw it really far and we're going to see what happens. And like he, <laughs> and I feel like he was one of those guys that literally was going to be the reason you either won or lost a game. And I'm curious, you know, before we jump into this this season and kind of what has transpired thus far, sure. is like with Jameis, I understand you need to walk away from him because you're just like, listen, it's, you got to go, buddy. You got to spread your wings and you got to fly. Mm-hmm. But like, did you think that Jameis was going to be the guy, like even as soon as like last year? Like, are you looking at him being like, okay, buddy, just got to clean it up. You're going to be the guy. Or is it like just not going to happen with him or at least not on you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I'll take Ren, this one first. I was going to say, Ren, you want to tackle that one? <laughs> yeah, there, there's a couple of, of course we thought he was a guy. He was number one, yeah. he was the number one overall draft pick. And I'm going to steal, a, 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 you know, Brent's line that I'm sure he's going to say, but I'm taking it. Uh, well, hold on, hold on, Ren, before you do that, because I know where you're going. Yeah. Just to say what Ren used to tell me okay. was under Jameis Winston, we were entering the golden age of Buccaneers football. And he would often say, Jameis Winston could be the last quarterback that the Buccaneers have in my lifetime. 
It's true. Like if you, if you play twenty years, yeah. And I'm a smoker, so you know it was it was it was definitely possible. <laughs> <laughs> but what what but Brent used to say, and he hit it nail on the head. I think it was like a year and a half ago. Where no matter what you think about Jameis Winston, you're absolutely right. If you mm. think he's an MVP type of quarterback that can lead the league in passing and and you know put a team on his shoulders and win games, absolutely. If you think he's a huge cancer and he makes bad decisions with the football and he'll never learn it and he's going to lose you more games than responsible for win for, guess what? You're also absolutely right. I've just come to – there's this little phrase that I say about Jameis Winston. He is the firefighter arsonist. He starts the fire, then he goes and he puts it out, and that's <laughs> what he is. That's, that's what he does. He can't help it. He yeah. is who he is. Mm-hmm. He may always be who he is, but you know, to answer your question, yes, we we of course we thought he was the guy. We wanted him to be the guy. You know, he had all the talent in the world. If, yeah, you know, you spend the number one pick on your quarterback. Like, even if you don't agree with, even if you wanted Marcus Mariota, at sure. some point you're gonna go. Well, this is the guy I got. Let's go. Yeah, that that's that's who we're rolling with. Yeah, and I mean, like, it makes a lot of sense. And I think you know you mentioned the depth that you have, right? You're running, mm-hmm. your running backs are insane, right? I mean, you had OJ Howard, right? But like pair him with like a Gronk or a Braid. And like, you have all these, these guys where you're like, okay, like this is a team like put together and coming in, there is a lot of hype and, and what have you. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's fascinating because Tom Brady is such a different type of quarterback than you're used to seeing like with Jameis Winston, because theoretically at least what we've seen you know tom brady is not really going to lose you the game right he's going to be that guy who's going to be careful with the football who's going to be you know quick passes let's get it out and you pair him with a guy like godwin and evans and the tight end room and and the the running backs you know that seems like a well-oiled machine that just needs some time to get going and Mm -hmm. looking at what has happened thus far you mentioned the defense playing well you know and and brady you know in the offense it's like you know like you said they sputtered a little bit you know do you think that this is something with your concerns in the back of your mind, do you think that this is going to be something that they're going to be able to like, okay, you know, we're heading into, you know, week five, week six, you know, we're going to, we're going to get over it. You know, it's just growing pains for right now. Yeah. I I think the reality of the, of the situation is. I I hate to put things off to next year because I don't want to put things off to next year, but look at where we've been this year, virtually no preseason, uh, no OTAs, no many training camps, none of those. You had a very weird training camp as it was. Yeah. Absolutely zero preseason games. Now we do know that Tom Brady went out with some of his receivers and tossed the ball around, much sure. to the much much to the disappointment of of some people. Yeah. Uh, but there, he's Tom Brady. Tom Brady does what Tom Brady wants to do, <laughs> and uh, you know he's he's going to uh, he's just going to kind of he'll he'll play by his own rules. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, for for the for the record uh, or or in regards to the record, like you go out and you kind of go. What's the phrase he uses when he says he was married for 20 years up in New England and he's just been dating for six months down here. It's just going to take time to get to. As you say, you said a well-oiled machine, Tom. Yeah, he really might be more like it's a machine. They're still putting the oil in it, you know, (laughs) like that's probably a better analogy of where they are right now but we don't look to next year we worry about this year of course this offense will continue to get better as the as the weeks go on and that's what we've seen as ren said they haven't put it together for a full game yet on offense they haven't but they have gotten better week to week to week with the exception really of last week and 
that one you really could chalk up to a lot of injuries. I mean, we went into that week on a short week because it was a Thursday night game for yep. us. Our top four wide receivers were on the injury report. Two of them were out. They're almost out. One mm-hmm. of them was a game time decision. Our Two top receiver still dealing with this, a probably a lingering hamstring issue from right before week one. Uh, he's never really gotten to to get over that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's there's just all these things. Oh, our our top uh, tight end is is gone on IR. Uh, we lost him the week yep. before. So the, it, like a lot of teams, the injuries are beginning to mount and a lot of the people that Tom was throwing to this last, this last week were the number three and four and five people on the depth chart or that guy sure. we just brought up from the practice squad. And so there's a little bit of, I think once you get over the emotional nature of the way that the Buccaneers lost last week's game and yeah. to, to say that for, I don't know what it is for Packers fans, but what I think it's really become for, for Bucks fans, it's not just a win or lose it's how the Bucks win or lose mm. that kind of determined the reaction of the game. Oh, and last that. week was not a good how the Bucs, like it was not good for Buck psyche to lose the game in that fashion. Um, and, uh, you know, looking ahead to this game, this is the one that a lot of people are like, all right, that Saints game will be a real test. The next ones, we should win all of them. So we'll roll in at least four and one mm-hmm. ready to play the Packers. And that'll be another real test. And we'll see where they are, you know, and, and, I think now coming off this next game, we're kind of going, what's going to happen? Because, you know, the Packers aren't sucking this year. Here's so. where, here's where the Bucks were at. If they don't <laughs> turn the ball over and they don't have ridiculous penalties, which like they're good enough to overcome some penalties. Sure. Um, just, you know, that they're the most penalized team in the league right now. Uh, if they get that down, it'd be great. It'd be a lot easier. Um, even with that terrible drive where everyone saw Tom Brady, you know, chew out the offensive line, um, they still had their chances to win the game. You know, they had the ball with like, yeah. 215 left. Mm-hmm. Then they got it back with, you know, like, I don't know, 115 or 48 seconds left, with, you know, be able to go down and just get like- a field. They still had their chances. If you don't turn the ball over and the defense plays just the way they're playing, the Bucks should win every single game on the rest of their schedule except for two. One's the Packers, one's the Chiefs. And we will see this team needs to grow up very quickly uh, from what we saw against Chicago and the nation saw against Chicago or Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to come in and they're going to blow us out and it's going to be full-blown panic time in Buccaneers fandom because we'll be three and three with two losses in a row. Mm -hmm. I I think it's it's also fascinating because we also need to like, evaluate the context in which this season is occurring, right? You, you mentioned about like how all these injuries are piling up, you know, the Titans are, are fighting with COVID, the Patriots are fighting with COVID. And I think it was, I want to say it was maybe Joey Bosa who said this at like the beginning of the year. And he was just like, listen, the team that's like the healthiest more than any other season is going to be the most successful team. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you're talking about not having wide receivers, right? Like we're going in to games like without Alan Lazard, we're going in without Devonte Adams, like, you know, Kenny Clark is injured. Thankfully the majority of them, except Lazard, you know, should be back for Sunday. But I think like, it also speaks to, you know, if you're going to have like these ugly penalty, like riddled losses, mm-hmm. get them out of the way now, you know, and like, <laughs> like, you know, if you had a chance to choose, because like the team that, you know, is going down the stretch you know, even if they make it in as like the number seven seed, because that's a thing this year, you know, even right. if they make it in there, like then it's a whole new ball game. Like literally it's a whole new ball game, whether that's going to exist in a bubble, whether that's going to happen, you know, five months from now, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. 
But I think it's it just shows that those teams, like you said, like the Saints, or at least what we thought, those teams that like have that rapport that have been with each other for a while, those are the teams that you see kind of being the most successful coming out of the gate because like right. they have that. You guys don't have that. And like, that's not a fault mm-hmm. against you. Like, that's just the reality of it, you know, without the OTAs, without the preseason. So, I mean, like, you can't blame like too much just because like the rapport is not there yet. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I say that there there's at least on our show, like there's the psyche of the fan yeah. and then there's the, okay, let's take a deep breath. Here's the reality of where we are. And, and frankly, the reality of where we are going into this game, as Ren said, we may lose this game. And I think that this is a, a, a not an unrealistic idea. But if the, if the Buccaneers go out and they compete and they yes. play well, and yes. if all of that happens, at the majority of Bucs fans will be okay. Sure. Because as Ren said, we're looking down the road going, we're still 12 and four by the end of the year. That's not horrible. And by the way, we're looking over at the Saints who have been the division leaders for the last couple of years and going, Breeze can't push the ball 15 yards down the field anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we may actually beat them by the time this whole thing is said and done. Yeah. That is still a possibility. So, uh, you know, and the Falcons just, I mean, they, they just imploded their season yeah, and <laughs> the, the Panthers are, are still trying to figure their whole situation out. So, uh, you know, it, it's, there's opportunities it's a legit there. thing. Yeah. yeah exactly. there, there's, there's exactly. definitely opportunities of like how you're going to find your way in. And I think, you know, when you have a team that like at least is complete on one side of the ball and is like, you know, has the potential on the other side. I mean, like, yeah, as long as you're in the swing of things, cause it doesn't matter. Like literally at this point, like what seed you are, it's right. Like you get in, mm-hmm. you have a nice day. I mean, cause now there's only one team that gets a bye week, right? It's the first seed and that's it. So basically everyone's on the same playing field. You know, there's a lack of home field advantage nowadays with everything going on. So yeah, I think, um, I, I think, I think that's great. Um, I have a random question. By the way, I just got a little notification from Zoom saying they removed the 40-minute time limit. So that means, yes, okay, great. Wonderful. Right. We won't get kicked off. I'll edit this out. So the- <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. Just, just leave, leave it, it in. in. It's Make fine. it easy. Unscripted. Um, yeah. I have a question, and I, I don't want you to be offended by this question. We don't get offended unless it's about culture. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> More on that. Go watch our last episode live online. <laughs> I may it's have lost YouTube. it. Uh, we do a we do a just you know I know Packers fans you don't care but if you want a good giggle, uh, we do a a, a post game show call in show where you can come in through video chat or just call us right, as soon as it hits triple zeros fourth quarter boom we go, and this guy who's not a Bucks fan he's a Patriots fan and a Tom Brady fan came on and started talking about. Uh, culture and Bucks don't know how to win, and Bruce Arians never won anything, and I lost it. He did. He did. And I mean, I mean, like double-handed yeah. on the microphone, screaming into it. Like yeah. it was. If 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 you want to see Ren, it's about a, it's about so the well. hour and a half mark of the show, by the okay. way, because it was a very long show. Uh, but anyway, anyway, not that if you yeah. guys want to giggle, go no, that's do that. But, no, you will definitely have people check that yeah. out because now I like I actually like. <laughs> legitimately want to go see that <laughs> like, yeah yeah i'll, I'll send you i'll send you the link with the time I, code i appreciate it. that i appreciate that <laughs> point being we will not be offended okay yes so there have been some comparisons i don't know how many there are but there have been some comparisons of two teams that that kind of stick out one the broncos who bring in peyton manning and then mm-hmm. two 
the dream team that Philadelphia, you know, compiles uh, right. like from years and years back. I'm curious as to, are you as a fan, you know, like looking at this more of short term, you know, we're going to have Brady's for, you know, around like two-ish years, you know, depending because mm-hmm. who knows how long he's going to play, what have you. Is this kind of, you, you mentioned like playoff win or bust, or like at least there'll be some disappointment. Like, how do you look at like, long-term if you even do like do you see a similarity I would say it's more with the Broncos than anything of just like you're bringing in an aging quarterback which Tom Brady is right Mm -hmm. with a team with a good defense that can compete I wouldn't say you went crazy in free agency like the Broncos did and brought in everybody and their mother but Mm -hmm. I'm curious of just like is this hey like we have this window where we have this young team they're really really hungry we got some really great playmakers this is like our two-year window. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Whatever happens after that, it's going to happen. Uh, well, you know, if you want to compare it to the Broncos, I'll take it. Peyton Manning played three years, went to two Super Bowls, won one, and should have mm-hmm. went to a, uh, you know, won his first year if that safety decided to turn his hips and run instead of try to do a forty-yard dash backpedal uh, where the bomb went over his head with as the time ran out against the Ravens. Uh, so yeah, I'll take it. But yeah, to answer your question, I guess I keep saying that I don't know why. Um, you know, Josh Rosen's in the hopper. Like this team understands that, you know, they're like Brady's going to go. It could be two years, could be more. He says he wants to play five. We'll see, you know, uh, after that performance by the offensive line Thursday night, it, you know, he might not even want to play, you know, Sunday. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, I mean, yes, looking forward, is there worry or is there like, okay, what are we going to do after this? You know, especially because when, I heard first heard about it as a Bucks fan, heard about Tom Brady coming here. I was kind of like, mm. like yeah. Mm. yeah, you yeah. know, I was, I was yeah. like, you know, that's okay. This is a two year fix, tops, yes. maybe one, you know, how, you know, behind this offensive line, how's he going to survive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- you know, all that kind of stuff. But now that it's here, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just don't, it's, it's, we're, we're week six, Packers are here. We need to win this game to stay in front, you know, like, Let's not forget, like, I'm an old school Bucks fan. I remember the black and blue division. You know, I, like, I've been in that stadium and watched Favre throw all of us. I was there when Walter Payton would run all over us. I was there when Tommy Kramer and Ahmad Rashad from the Vikings, Billy Sims from the, from, from the Lions. Like, I remember it all. Like, like, screw the Packers. No offense. You know, love the fans. I love the team. I, I, don't, I do not, not like them. Like, I like all the players. They've never yeah. done anything. But, you know, I remember like going home week after week from old Tampa Stadium because he beat the crap out of us. Like this, this is where I'm at. Like, I don't like they'll figure that out. They get paid plenty of money sure. to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. And the best way, I, you know, is like Josh Roden's in the hopper and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I think the thing I would add to that is, um, I mean, Ren wasn't the only one who was like, eh when they first started talking about bringing Brady in, because what we really wanted was that longevity. We wanted Mm -hmm. that long-term solution. And we all know Brady is not the long-term solution, but then we sat back and we said, you know, when you look at Mike Evans, arguably a top five, I don't think it's, it's inarguably in my mind, a top five wide receiver, maybe arguably top three. Uh, You've got him in the prime of his career right now. We've got a couple of offensive linemen in the prime of their career right now. We've got a defense that is turning it up and, and we've, we've put together a team around the quarterback position. That is really a good team Mm. that would attract a, a great quarterback. If the only thing that's missing 
is a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over, be it interception, lost fumbles, whatever. If there's a guy who can take care of the ball and actually move the, the offense forward and continue putting up the points, then let's, let's sell the farm, let, not sell the farm. Let's get that Super Bowl now. Yeah. And then we'll start over in a couple of years and that's okay. Like we're okay with that. Let's not waste the prime years of some of the best players that Tampa Bay has ever had. That's on the team right now. And go ahead. Letting a rookie quarterback take his lumps, you know, and grow Mm. up because if it takes two, three years, well now Mike Evans, you know, he's like in his thirties and Levante Davis not playing anymore. Sue's retired. Mm -hmm. JPP's retired, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, So it's when you, you know, like you said, like Brent said, you want, we want our Aaron Rodgers, you know, mm-hmm. we yeah. want our Drew Brees, you know, like go to any team that has their franchise quarterback. Sure. We want that guy. Cause we've never had it. The Bucks have never signed a quarterback to a second contract ever, mm-hmm. That's crazy. ever in 40, what? 45, 46, 47 That's years. Crazy. It yeah. is crazy. You know why? Cause we stink. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've had some questionable decision makers. (laughs) Yes, we've had some questionable decision makers. Bo Jackson, would you like to play a Buccaneer? I'll never play for you. Okay, well, we're going to draft you anyway. So, like, you know, go ahead. No, I said, thanks, Bo. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, Bo. Yeah, well, well, you're true to your word. You know, got (laughs) to give you props for that. So, yeah, it's just, and Brent's right. You know, at first you're kind of like, oh, God. But then when you really look at it, like, the team is set up to win now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The team is set up to win now, and who better to like? You need a veteran guy, and Tom Brady was out there. Like, who was who, like? Who else are you gonna get? Like, who was better? Like, you know, would you rather have Tom Brady or Philip Rivers? Well, I'll take Tom Brady. Like, well, you, you know, could have it, gotten the stud Nick Foles. Okay, guys, like I don't know, sleeping on uh, Nick Foles. What a stud he you know, is. You know, here here's the thing. There was a he lot does. of names that that were attached to Tampa Bay. I cannot say that I have spoken with the the head coach or the GM. Or anyone like that, but today, <laughs> today <laughs> that is true. Today, um, but the the, the uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, here's the deal: if Tom Brady wasn't going to come available, and Tom Brady took his sweet bippy time deciding on what he was going to do, that's Tampa Bay was in limbo for a long time this off season. Um, he took it, it, it. They were waiting on him to decide because if it wasn't going to be him they were going to re-sign Jameis. Because Teddy like, was already signed. Yeah, like Teddy, yeah. And Teddy was never really, he was never really an option. They were, it was Jameis or Tom Brady. And if Tom Brady said it, then sorry, Jameis, you know, that's an upgrade. We'll go there. But otherwise, like they, they pretty much had everything worked out with Jameis, like contracts and everything ready to mm-hmm. go. They just waited. So, you know, all those other people, we would still be looking at Jameis Winston if Tom Brady didn't uh, didn't come to Tampa Bay. But uh, it, you know, you upgrade every position you can, I guess, and that includes the quarterback position, right? Yeah. No. I mean, it <laughs> makes it makes a whole lot of sense, and I think you know there is something to be said of you know you can be like worrisome about you know what it's going to look like in a couple years, but at the end of the day, I like I'll tell you what if if you're hoisting a Lombardi at the end of the year, regardless of what's coming next. I think you're okay. Like, I think, you know, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Burn it all down for, I like, we got one. I don't, I don't care. Like we're, we're happy. We're, we're, we're good to go. Um, yeah, no, I can get that. And I got it by, by the way, maybe it's just like, just the underdog in me that like, I really want to see Josh Rosen just like 
after Brady just go nuts and be your franchise QB because we I, do too. Uh, <laughs> we do too. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Nobody would be opposed to that. Like, cause again, like I feel like Josh Rosen's one of those guys, like, you know, and, and you, we could talk about his talent and, you know, skill level, what have you. I just feel like he goes to Arizona, gets murdered by the offensive line, goes to Miami, gets murdered behind the offensive line. Didn't look good when he played, to be honest. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, you know, this is like the best case scenario for him. You're going and sitting behind one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. If if this ain't going to be it, buddy, like it, it ain't going to be it. You know what I mean? Like this is this is your shot. And like, who knows if it works out like that, you know, in which you guys can have some success with Tom Brady and then yeah. hand the reins over to Josh Rosen. Everybody's going to look like geniuses and everyone's going to get a big fat raise. It's a good story. Yeah, that that's 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 a Hollywood story if you ever heard one. So, yeah, yeah I mean, nobody be opposed to that. You know what? You're telling me that we're going to have a quarterback who's going to come in and be successful after Tom Brady leaves. Sure. Do I care what his name is? <laughs> OK, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I think um, that'd be pretty phenomenal. Um, looking ahead to this Sunday. Yeah. Which, which again, should have been a Sunday night football game. Yes. But it should have been. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tragic that it wasn't a primetime game. It is. I'm a, little, I'm a little upset about who is next Sunday night's game. I don't even who know. Who cares? It's probably, <laughs> probably garbage. Um, good luck following this. I think that this game is going to be a really good game. You mentioned getting blown out before. I think that's almost... N- very unlikely for that to happen. The reason yeah. being is because I'm not even looking at your offense right now. I'm specifically looking at your defense. Aaron Jones, who has been on a tear, you know, has been really, really damn good. Um, you know, <laughs> against the Saints, you know, the Saints run defense has been really, really good over the past few years. They, 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 they're pretty damn good. Um, but Aaron Jones, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they're able to get the running game going. We should theoretically have Devontae Adams back, which will definitely be a big plus, and theoretically have our nose tackle Kenny Clark back to stop all 615 of your running backs that you have signed to your football mm-hmm. team. So kind of like when looking ahead at this game, either like what are you the most confident in when it comes to the Bucks first packs and which are the one you looking at that are like, uh, that might be a big problem. Sure. I mean, normally, you know, it's been 20, 21, 22 games now. And Brent talked about it earlier about our run defense that has stopped everybody. You know, yeah. you even talked about it. Well, we had a huge loss in, in that Chicago game. Uh, Devin White landed on Villavea's ankle and broke it. And he's done yeah. for the season. And Villavea is the biggest reason why people couldn't run on the Bucks because he's he's a, he's a tree stump. He's a fire hydrant. You could not move him like you couldn't move mm-hmm. him. Right. Now we got a guy named Nacho Nunez Roaches. You'll be able to recognize him because if he comes in on a tackle. He's going to do his best Cam Newton Superman move. You'll you'll pick him out real easy. <laughs> uh, he's going to get some reps. Um, and uh, then they've talked about moving Anthony Nelson, who's our third outside linebacker in a 3-4 scheme. He can put his hand in the dirt and get inside. So there's going to be this rotational uh, play in there. Plus, uh, Khalil Davis out of Nebraska was a, was a day three draft pick. Uh, but he's not a run stuffer. You only see him on third down. He's more of a of, of an explosive, twitchy guy who wins off the ball and uh, with the you know hand movement, you know breaking out the toolbox against the guards and uh, shooting gaps and things like that. So you'll see him in third down. But normally, I'd been after you know twenty plus games of watching this run defense just shut everybody down. I'd be like, okay, Green Bay, good luck. Yeah. But you guys lead the league in rushing, and there's no Vita Vea. There could not be a worse time for him to go out in a, in a game this whole entire year. Like, this is yeah. the one, like, we really needed him. 
And even if you do shut down the run game, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers who's, you know, just frustratingly accurate for every other fan in the league, uh, buys more time. Like, you know, he's not going to take a – when someone's coming down the gun barrel, he's not going to take the hit. He's going to sidestep, yeah. yeah. and he has the arm talent to be able to make up for that half second, second, second and a half that he wasted. Well, I don't want to call it wasted, but, but made for himself uh, to get down the field. Um, so – even even though I real I'm really looking forward to see what the what the the Bucks and the Packers run game how it matches up especially because you guys run so well out of the spread, uh, I think what worries me the most is the way that Todd Bowles has gotten away from press man or man defense and gone to zone, mm-hmm. and that's how Herbert picked him apart and that's how Foles picked him apart uh, early in in the uh, late in that second quarter got him back in the game and even late in the fourth where it was. Like Foles was not having a good game, and yeah. Carlton Davis was, who's you know, uh, who's excellent, seems to be shutting down number one receivers for since about three games left from last year. Uh, Jamel Dean breaks up passes like you know, like you know, they're M and M's. Like he just keeps mm-hmm. you know breaking them, breaking them. He can't catch the ball with the crap, but uh, at least he gets his hands on him. And Sean Murphy Bunning, our nickel corner. Uh, who does start on the outside, but when they go to nickel, he comes in, he drops down into, into, you know, the slot position. He, he's starting to get lost a little bit. So when they play press, man, the bucks are really good. They do give up some big plays. If you watch the chargers game, I'll saw highlights, uh, you know, it was a, you know, just boneheaded plays by Sean Murphy bunting and, uh, Jordan Whitehead or safety. Just let the guys run by him. Like mm-hmm. he thought, you know, like, like the goalie was back there. Like, that's all right. <laughs> you know, Vasilevsky will stop it. Don't worry about it. Like there's nobody else back there. So, uh, but they play man much better than they play zone because it, if you've seen these games, a lot of the big gainers besides just that, besides the chargers game, sure. all the other big gainers have been on zone and busted coverages. And with Aaron Rodgers be able to, you know, create time and space and get out of the pocket. And then when he does, he can also run, um, it's going to be a real challenge for this Buccaneers defense. If Todd Bowles decide to play zone sort of like, we're going to keep everything in front of him, make the Packers go, you know, eight to 10 to 12 plays. Mm-hmm. Well, Aaron Rodgers can do that. Yes. Like, so it's really not going to work. All it's going to do is give you less possessions. Um, I'd rather see, you know, let's, let's bring some blitzes and trust uh, Dean and, and Carlton Davis in their, in their press man coverage because they're, they're really good at it. Uh, and see what can happen. So that's what I'm afraid of from from the Green Bay from the Green Bay offense coming in. Yeah, Brandon you know, Here's the thing that <laughs> here's the thing, and and Rogers spoke about this. I want to say it was like last week on on Pat McAvee because you know I know what we're gonna hear is gonna be like it's Brady versus Rogers for like right. the it'll be in all the promos. It'll be yeah, it'll for be what? everything. Are they and, gonna arm wrestle? Yeah, exactly. They're just going to go out and rock, paper, scissors in the middle of the field and be like, damn it, you know, we lose. Um, (laughs) I think, you know, what's so frustrating is like, again, you are going against, you know, the Packers defense, right? And Mm -hmm. we are going against the Bucks defense. I think, you know, looking at this game, there's a lot of ways that this could either be like a really low scoring game if it turns into a defensive battle but I think it also could literally just be a full-blown shootout. Like you saw with the Chargers and Buccaneers yeah. game, which I watched. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not be surprised, like, if we are both scoring in the 30s, like the Packers have been doing all season. Right. You know, we're coming in, I think, averaging 38 points per game. 
you know, I, I would not be surprised if it just turns out to be like, okay, let's see who has the ball last and have a nice day. Right. And it, and it could, one of the things that I'm encouraged this week though, uh, and Ren kind of talked about the defense going, Oh, that's the sketchy one. And you know, where we're recording this, uh, we haven't got the injury reports yet for this whole yeah. week and they haven't all come out. So we're still waiting to see what's going to turn out. But I mentioned earlier, going into the Chicago game, they had four of their top five receivers on, on the injury report. Uh, no doubt they'll still be on the injury report, but we could be getting of those five, four of them back mm -hmm. this week, which would be great. We could be getting one of our uh, uh, running backs who's been on the injury report and was out for the last game or he, he was, he suited up, but he was like very emergency status only. I think he got one play the whole game. And um, kneel down. Yeah. He was break glass. Right. Uh, so he'll, he'll be back. Uh, you know, so these players that we've been without, obviously our top tight end uh, he's like I said, he's on IR. So he's out for the season, but the rest of this high powered offense really could be coming on. And so I, I'm excited to see what they do. And there's the other side of this will be the first game for the Buccaneers where they have had a number of fans in the stadium. They did have some in the stadium at their last home game, but that was like the three, 4,000 really soft opening. You've been a season ticket holder since the beginning kind of a group. Uh, this is the one where they're, they're expecting, you know, the, the 16,000, 15,000, something like that. Uh, which I know is still not a full stadium, but there's, there's, and you know, you can feel it watching it at home on, on TV. You could definitely feel it and see what it is for them. There's a difference when you're playing in front of people and when you're playing in an empty stadium. And I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do inside of the stadium here. So, mm -hmm. uh, but the, really the offense getting these weapons that they were without this past week back, uh, you know, hopefully that can help uh, mitigate or pick up some of the slack that, you know, truthfully might might be what we see on defense now yeah and two things just to finish up with that you know uh brent talked about fans in the stands the bucks have had real trouble bringing their own juice to empty stadiums they yeah. just have they have looked dead early and often mm -hmm. in in games where there was nobody uh in the stands and secondly and i i, I kind of hate to bring this up well, i don't hate to bring this up but it it's sort of hard to quantify I think what also is going to hinge on the game is what referee crew we get uh, because the more games you watch, the more sort of you can figure out which crews call which type of penalties. And even though that, you know, they're not calling, at least referees are being told, like only call it if it's egregious and it affects the play. Yeah. And they did that in the first two weeks. And now yeah. like every game, you're just like, mm -hmm. like, like how, like, like what is going on? How does that happen? Mm -hmm. So it depends on the style of who the, the, the crew is that comes in that, you know, could really play a big part in sure. what these offenses and defenses can do to each other. Yeah, no, I mean, that. These are all valid points. I think it, I think it's gonna wind up being a very very good football game. Um, yes, and I'm I'm very very much looking forward to it. I know it's not Brady versus Rogers, but like I've been robbed of you know Rogers versus Brady Super Bowls. Uh, we've never uh -huh. gotten one. You know this might be one of the last times. You know besides like playoffs and stuff that they actually wind up interacting. So yeah, no, I think it's uh it's gonna be a really really good football game. And the final question that I have 
Uh, and this can go to either of you or both of you. And it's the most important question of this entire pod. Um, can you please explain to me, because I have never been in person, how cool is the pirate ship? Uh, I, I, it's, it's cool, man. I, I like it. Um, Ooh, it, I that, wish that we could like there was a tempered expectation. There's some hesitation there, Brian. I don't know. Well, like... no, it, it, that was not the question I was expecting. So oh. <laughs> I just had to rework my head and then I was waiting to see what Ren would say. But to, to be fair between the two of us, I, I think I'm much more on the, uh, Ooh, look at that over there. That's fun. Yeah, Ooh, look at that over there. That's fun. Shocking. Um, you're right. Right. <laughs> shocking. Uh, but no, it, it's cool. The, the, the cannons going off will startle you if you're not ready for them. Okay. Especially if, if it's right over them. your head. Do I know? Even if you are ready for them. That's fair. They, they definitely can't. But I mean, you know, there really is something, something fun when you just look over and you're, you stand sit in the stands and you just go, who else has a freaking pirate ship yeah, in their stadium? Cool. That's just fun. And you know, you get the pirates up there throwing beads and everything. And uh, you know, I, I wish that there was a little more access to the pirate ship during the games and, you know, it'd be a little easier to get on, but ostensibly they can't do that, <laughs> you know, because they, they would not have a pirate ship after a while. No, no, no. But no. It, 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 it's super cool. It, it's just fun. It's it, the, the in-stadium experience in Raymond James is, is outside of the sheer volume, which mm -hmm. will give you a headache and not let you talk to anybody who's sitting literally in the seat next to you. But that's true of pretty much all, all stadiums from what yeah. I understand. Um, the the in-stadium experience is really good. Uh, from that level, like just the, the, the video boards and the ribbons and all those things that they do. Yeah. Uh, and, and that pirate ship just, it, it just, it brings the feel it's fun. It's just fun. I mean, like I turn into like a six-year-old child and I'm like, it's a pirate ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and then they, that's how easy the bar is really low. Ren, Ren, are we like not digging the, the pirate ship or like what's, what's happening? But I, what I think about the pirate ship is the same way I think about people's uniforms, you know, it's like, wow, they got really cool uniforms. Well, you know why their uniforms are really cool? Cause they win. Like Oregon would not look cool if they went two and 10 every year, they wouldn't. I don't so, think Oregon looks cool anyway. Yeah, it would, they wouldn't look cool. Or you don't think it would look cool, whatever, like Alabama, yeah, well, yeah. those are classics. Well, when right. Alabama were go was going five and seven, like mm -hmm. they didn't look cool. They look outdated. Mm. You know, they look dumb. Like you got to get up with the times. And that's what I think about the pirate ship. When it first came out, I was like, you, oh, wow, that's a really cool. <laughs> well, now you're going five and 11 every year. Now it's just a stupid gimmick. It's like quick throwing beads at me. I don't care. How about you get to eight wins? That'd be nice. <laughs> boom, boom, flash cannons. Okay, great. How about spending some money on some players and coaches instead of some pyrotechnics? Like if the team is winning, it's cool to have a pirate ship. If it's losing, it's <laughs> stupid JV and sophomoric. And that's just the way that's just the way it is for me. Like it's you know, it's it's just a dumb gimmick <laughs> until you win games. Keep going, Tom. Make him grab the microphone. Please. Oh my god, that please was please make him grab the microphone. Like, just I just go. imagine like Ren sitting in the stadium, lighting a cigarette when he's not supposed to, and flipping off the pirate ship, and he's just like well, if we convert it on that fourth down, then maybe I would be a little bit more happy. <laughs> like, Yes, and I'm standing next to him with the beads trying to catch him out of the air <laughs> and the T-shirts that they're launching from the cannon down there and going, yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's <laughs> life for me. That's that's yeah. exactly him and yeah. I. You've got us pegged already, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it all figured out. I have to say, I've been I've been on a lot of podcasts in my day and, I, and I've, had, <laughs> I've had some couples that the dynamic between you two 
I like I I love it. I love it so <laughs> it so much. Uh, this was absolutely phenomenal. I really appreciate both of you coming on. Um, please tell the people where they can find the pod. Where can they find you on the social medias? Everywhere that you're gonna be. Tell them all. Best place to find me is on Twitter at Rendax, just like you see there on the screen, R-E-N underscore D-A-X-T. I expect thousands of Packers fans to follow me because all I do is talk Buccaneers football. And what Packers fan doesn't want to just have their timeline flooded with Buccaneer tweets? But, but it's been bigger. It's been bigger. We got we got a lot of fans in here now. Like we got we got they ain't just Packer fans no more. But if you ever, uh, I'm always down to talk Buccaneers football, but if you think your, your tweet's going to be too hot or you just want to throw it there on the Twitter's verse, feel free to slide in my DMs and I will talk football or kind of anything else with you there as well, too. Uh, I'm at, at Brent Allen Live across all the social medias personally, but the show is at the Pewtercast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Find us over at YouTube, uh, where we, as Ren mentioned earlier, we go live after every single game and as we will on this. And uh, really, everybody's welcome. Just don't come and be an a-hole. Just don't you know? call, call up and talk about culture. Yeah, right. Uh, but but you guys call in and, you know, we've got several shows that go out during the week. Uh, but like I said, we're at YouTube.com slash The Pewtercast. The Pewtercast all over the place. And, uh, you know, would love to get to talk to you. I've actually got a Packers fan who's going to be going with me to the game this week. This is one of the few I've got to go to this oh, week nice. or this year. And uh, he's a good, just a good friend of mine. He's a big Packers fan. So he's coming down from Wisconsin tomorrow actually i think there you go and uh we're gonna hang out for the week so uh who knows but yeah you guys come check us out over there and uh the pewtercast.live is where you can find us out on the web for everything that we do awesome thank you guys it's been uh it's been a pleasure i appreciate you coming on and i uh well hopefully we see each other again uh come postseason <laughs> there you go we'll do it well i hope we're there <laughs> <laughs>